0: I am speaking to you today about the anatomy of power, of what stuff is power made. This will also be our subject next week. On Good Friday in April 1963, the police raided the farm of a rastaman in Coral Garden, St. James. Rudolph Franklin farmed an acre and a half of land that is that he had inherited from his father, mm. with cash crops like corn and pumpkin and ground provisions. The land was adjacent to the 1,000-acre Rose estate owned by the Jarrets. They accused Franklin of trespassing and used the police to harass this poor defenseless Rastaman. Eventually, on one such raid, the police shot Franklin, and he was subsequently imprisoned for three months. Finally, when he came from prison, Franklin and other members of the Rastafari community burnt down the gas station at Coral Gardens, the police having renewed their harassment of him. The police shot and killed Franklin, and then the then Prime Minister, Sir Alexander Bustamante, declared that all Rastafari should be taken in dead or alive. To Barnet Street or Bogue Hill were his words. 300 members of the Rastafari community were killed, beaten, imprisoned, or humiliated by having their dreadlocks shaved. In response to this, Rastafari Mm. did two things. The first was that they called Good Friday, the day on which the raid and killing had taken place, Bad Friday. And the second was that they sang a lament or a chant, Babylon, your throne gone down the rastafari chant was taken from revelation 18 about the fall of babylon this chapter revelation 18 is about rome the locus imperium the center of empire but rome the then capital city is being depicted in the name of the ancient capital of empire babylon here are some of the words in that chapter That were the lament of the merchants when they saw that Babylon, read Rome, had fallen. Woe, woe to you, great city, you mighty city of Babylon. In one hour, your doom has come. The merchants of the earth will weep and moan over her because no one buys their cargoes anymore. Cargoes of gold, silver, precious stones and pearls fine linen, purple, silk, and scarlet cloth, every sort of citron wood, and articles of every kind of ivory, costly wood, bronze, iron, and marble, cargoes of cinnamon and spice, of incense, myrrh, and frankincense, of wine and olive oil, of fine flour and wheat, cattle and sheep, horses and carriage, and human beings, sold as slave what is power it is the ability and the facility to do what power wants to do and the allies it employs to cover up what it does or to make what it does legitimate babylon is a city that was a concentration of the two key features of power military strength the power to intimidate and impose its will in a manner that dominates and enforces the compliance of others the other is economic muscle or wealth that is it uses to attract by way of trade or entertainment or access to commodities babylon combined intimidation and attraction it is as seductive as it is powerful. It is a space where you can do anything you want and get anything you want. And if you have the money and the connection, you can get away with anything you want. That is why its description of Babylon, it calls it idolatrous and it calls it adulterous. It says Babylon is a whore. The chapter predicts And describes the fall of babylon its sudden precipitous tragic and irreversible collapse it sinks like a millstone into the bottom of the sea i would like to draw two lessons about how power is and what power does from the lament of the traders and merchants when they witness the fall of babylon the merchants keep saying that babylon fell in one hour that it never saw it coming the first thing we note is that power is deluded about its own vulnerability as long as money is being made and the music is playing power cannot see what is coming at it things are going so well stronger than ever greatest economy in the world have we ever heard powerful speak like that this delusion is not restricted to those whose power is almighty it happens to people around these parts who do not have much power but when they have any power at all you can't say anything to them and you can't show them anything it is one of the sins of power to be self-deluded to fool itself, to be blinded to its own faults and deaf to the insight of others. In this text it says of power, give her as much torment and grief as the glory and luxury she gave herself. In her boast, in her heart she boasts, I sit enthroned as queen. I am not a widow. I will never mourn therefore in one day her plagues will overtake her death mourning and famine she will be consumed by fire for mighty is the lord who judges her i am not a widow i will never mourn how deluded and yet in one hour the cards come crumbling down there is a mutually reinforcing relationship between power and wealth the powerful facilitates the wealthy and the wealthy make excuses and provide cover for the powerful the goal of power is money and money provides a golden parachute for power whatever power does this is how it has always been but it will not last forever they are on borrowed time their time is coming to an end and that without remedy not only is power deluded about its own imminent demise deluded about its own vulnerability but a second lesson from this lament about babylon is that it makes the mistake of making people objects rather than subjects commodities rather than agents i read a list that the merchants read out when they mourn for the fall of babylon There are two things that are striking about the list they recite. The first is that the bodies and souls of human beings are on the list of commodities, along with cargoes of gold and scarlet cloth and wine and flour and cattle and sheep. And the second thing to note is that bodies and souls of human beings are at the bottom of the list what will ensure the certain and sudden demise of babylon and of power and of wealth is this practice of creating socially stratified societies and allowing itself to consider a class of persons nothing more than mere tradable commodities they have no rights their rights can be suspended and abrogated at will they have no voice they are simply to comply with the regulations whether or not those regulations are in their interest they are to be fed with bread and circus like herds and if they do not comply they are subjected to resolute extreme and exemplary measures their lives have no value the society becomes numb to the wanton and heinous taking of their lives whether at the hand of the state or of the hand of others we impose such conditions on them that destroy the quality of their lives and trample upon their dignity and it gives us no pause because they are worth nothing we do not pay them a livable wage they carry out our trash nanny our children are gatekeepers when we sleep at night but if they did not work one day they cannot eat the sabbath principle in the bible requires that a worker's pay must at least provide him with one extra day of meal each week he works but we have no regard for them because they are mere objects not subjects mere commodities not agents we fool ourselves by telling ourselves that our military and our security forces can round them up anytime we need to if they dare protest it is a mistake to underestimate people and it is a mistake to undervalue people they will surprise us when we least expect these things that we put at the top of our list where they, where are they now when we need them these commodities that are the markers and the signifiers by which we measure success and define ourselves of what use are they in this pandemic how will they help us when our health and our lives are at risk it is some of the very people who we ignored and underpaid that are on the front lines holding a bulwark between us and death. All of these commodities have their limits. They are not of ultimate worth and value. What a human being is. Take our kind, whose foremothers and forefathers came here in the hull of ships, in manacles and chain, who were sold on the auction block, who have been made the scum of the earth, denied language, memory, family, land, any rights, and yet we rise. We have made our mark in the world, in any field of endeavour, that we have been allowed. We are inventors, musicians, sportsmen and women, prime ministers, presidents, overachievers. Despite the despicable treatment given to us, we know that a little child with even no access to the viral platforms may hold the key to some future global pandemic this is the nature of the inestimable inestimable worth of a human person we must make them agents not commodities not subjects not objects we must give them a voice a stake a hope in all we do they are creatures of god's likeness next week what must we do about power almighty god to you belong the glory to you belong the wisdom to you belong the power help us never to forget that and help us to know that you have the whole world in the palm of your hands let us remember this day that the earth is the lord's and the fullness thereof the world's and they who live in it. Amen.